Thank you so much for listening in. This is Raquel Leah. And our approach today in talking with parents is to deal with just the small definition of what recovery is. Um, moving forward, well, before we move forward, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Because this is day diary, I think we're on day five. <clears throat> and my recordings will reach um, this week. I'll do recordings for five through nine. And we'll post from Sunday through Thursday. Friday and Saturday, we kind of go silent. But that Sunday through Thursday, we really take a look at um, how to help parents and how the podcast will better reach listeners and people will continue to come back for those little nuggets. Our approach is that we don't know, we know the topics of the show. What we don't know is where our listeners are. I can guess. I can guess where our listeners are because I'm pretty good at guessing. <clears throat> I'm pretty good at gauging it and saying, okay, well, we're kind of right here, we're right here. And I've already had a chat response. So I'm I'm essentially looking to find where people are in their healing process. And And when I say healing process, I want you to know that you never get over stuff. Never. Yet, you have to be effective enough on a day-to-day basis to get through that day. I have a lot of quotes about my father. And one of the things that my father says is, Ray, babe, that's what, that's what he calls me. 97% of the people in America are just crazy. They're just crazy. So who's the 3%? <laughs> so that, that's, and that's my father. <clears throat> so in doing the daily journal and, and, and just coming to you from a perspective of, what do we want to listen to? What do we want to hear? We we get into the definition of recovery, understanding that recovery has its limitations. Recovery has its limitations. That's what that's what we're talking about. Here's the definition of recovery, and I just took a small excerpt. <clears throat> just something small that we're going to work with. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I am getting over something gross in my throat, but I didn't want to put the podcast off anymore because I've put it off for a year. <laughs> so in looking at recovery and taking just a small piece of the definition, it says the act or process of becoming healthy after an injury. So if we just look at the word act, it's an adjective. Recovery doesn't tell you how to heal. It doesn't tell you your process. It doesn't tell you your steps. Of course, there's steps out there. There's steps for people that are alcoholics. Whatever DSM-5 diagnosis you have, there's some kind of access, I mean, some kind of access to a healing process and some kind of measure result of recovery. What people 
and parents fail to realize is that recovery is not a microwave. It's a continual act. And it is a choice. Recovery is a choice. Part of recovery means that you leave some things behind. And as parents, if your relationship with your children is not the ideal that you perceived that it's going to be, if they are not in your home, recovering might feel like letting go. And I don't care what kind of child you have, from the genius to the crackhead, no one wants to let their child go. And so sometimes we get caught in a whirlpool or a cyclone of what do we do? How do we heal? Because if I heal, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to let a measure of my children go. And yes, you are. I'm telling you that the memory that you had in connection with the quote, the way you'd like it to be, end quote, is over. Part of the recovery process, I've got to sip some tea. My tea's not hot today. It's cold, so. I think that's a little better. So part of this recovery process, it's diving into loving yourself at that moment than you love anyone else in the world and making a choice on yourself. Some of the past episodes, I talked about selflessness in parenting and the ideals of parenting or the rules that we play by say that we're sacrificing on behalf of our children to stop our lives as a single individual. And we decided on some level to duplicate ourselves or share our space, our growth, our being with someone younger than us that probably wasn't going to give us some level of payback. It takes everything in life to change your focus and walk down another aisle. And then one day, snap. That changes. And just because the external changed does not mean that your internal being changed from the emotional dialect of wanting a connection with this child. Even if it wasn't the ideal of what you proposed that it was going to be and it wasn't working out in your head and, and, and it, it wasn't the facts of life, you know, where Tootie and <clears throat> all of the gang had a problem and they solved it together. And then by the end of the 30 minutes, the facts of life came back together. (laughs) The same kumbaya, we got through it and we're still family. That's hard. 
We grew up watching the 80s shows where the Waltons, at the end of the show, or the Beaver, at the end of the show, you come back together. That's 30 minutes, a couple of commercials, 45 minutes. That's a show. And if you pay somebody eight bucks, you can get a bucket of popcorn, well, plus the eight bucks, and then watch it play out on the big screen. So then why do we walk away crippled and injured and emotionally sick because the reality of our situation, the privacy of our home, is that we have truisms And those truisms are that our life don't represent what you see on TV. They say, oh, well, TV is fake. No. In some past episodes, we talked about some kernel of truth, that in every event, there's a small kernel of truth. There's a small message that in every aspect of communication, there's a small message, a root that the author of the communication is trying to send you. So what is that communication that the author is trying to send you? What is that communication that the author is trying to say to you? That's your small kernel of truth. And the kernel of truth in Hollywood, the facts of life, the Waltons, uh, Touched by an Angel. (laughs) These are all the 80s and 90s shows that I watched as a kid. Those truisms are that family means something. That that's all you got. That you stick together no matter what. Those are truisms. And so when we grow up in that diadect, we grow up and we say, oh, I want a family that we stick together, we work through our problems, and we piece it back together. It it doesn't matter if it's broken china. We're going to take some super glue. We're all going to work together. Even if I don't like my brothers or my sisters or my nieces or nephews or uncles, we're all going to work together, and we're going to piece that thing back together. Why? Because we're family. We're a unit. This is what it's supposed to be. And so we work along this accordance, thinking that this is what it's supposed to be. And when it doesn't turn out like that, in the privacy of our own home, attach that with an external system of telling you that the problem is you. You single-handedly are everyone's problem. Now, you might be Superwoman, you might be Superman, or you might be Robin, (laughs) the accomplice. But I'm talking to you from a perspective of my professional title being a regular parent. Regular. I go through my woes, my foes, my ifs, ands, buts, should-haves, might-haves, couldn't-haves, maybe if you would have just, just like everyone else. And to that person that falls under that descriptor, which is 99.3% of parents, then the privacy of our home, when we can't run away from it, in the middle of the dark, When we wake up out of our sleep, and we lose our breath, we have not recovered. We have not recovered. 
we have not gotten into the definition. Remember, we start with the definition. And the definition was the act of, be- of becoming healthy after an injury. When I started this, I wanted to have a conversation with you about the act of becoming healthy after an injury. What does that look like, people? We can't even get through the whole definition in the first 15 minutes of this day diary. The only 15 minutes of this day diary. We have to come back to it. And I'm just talking... I'm not scripted. I'm just saying that when we talk about the act, we're talking about an adjective where we actually start walking and start life in a different way than we perceived it was going to be as a parent. And the selflessness of raising a child and children in our homes 24-7 and idealizing it the way that it represented itself in the movies and the theaters and maybe the way our parents reared us and our grandparents reared us. How society told us this is the right way for it to be if you want success in parenting. When you get older, In order for your children to reach back and help you in your older age, then the successful parent will do these and apply these principles. And what I'm saying to you is that if your situation does not look like that, if you have a dynamic where you don't have connection with those child or children because of an event, which my audience is that audience that those parents where that event means that in-laws have stepped in. Some sort of system has stepped in and it was heartbreaking and defending yourself just got worse and worse and worse until there is a split and then there's a social deluge that you can't seem to climb out of. That's who I'm talking to. My name is Dr. Raquel Leah. We'll continue this episode on the next day, day diary. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Stay tuned.